This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. out of kilter. How I many you know things are out of kilter? Things were going to get out of balance. God says, so I'm going to institute something called a jubilee. And every 50, <clears throat> excuse me, every 50th year on the day of atonement, when the blood was shed, the sins were covered. Listen, I want to tell you something, church. Our sins are covered by the blood of the Lamb. They are remitted How can judgment come where there is no sin? Listen, if ten righteous could have preserved Sodom and Gomorrah, how much more will the thousands and thousands in this nation who are crying out to God bring a reset called Jubilee? And I really believe that. We're going to be talking about that today. You know, in Jubilee, you know, it said every man that was in debt, every man that had lost his house, his family had gone into servitude. I mean, he'd lost everything. On the day of Jubilee, I'm telling you, when that blood was shed and they sounded that horn of Jubilee, everybody went home. Woo! Can you imagine what a day that was? Now, you know, the day before Jubilee, every, all those people were in debt. They were separated from their families. They, they, they had no home. They had no possessions. They had nothing. Say nothing. But one day. Woo. Well, let me get over here. Turn to Leviticus 25. See, it may all look in the natural. See, it may all look bad and dark. And, you know, and man is saying, man, it's going to take us years to get out of this. Not I agree it will take men years to get out of it. I would agree with that. But it won't take God years. (laughs) If you come here to hear a doom and gloom message, you're in the wrong place. We speak what we do here. I'm just going to speak what I'm hearing. I don't hear it all, but what I hear, I'm going to speak. This is what God's saying to me about the church. Leviticus 25, let me get over there. We're just going to read a portion of this. I would encourage you to read the whole thing, but for the sake of time, we're just going to read a portion. Verse 8, he said, God speaking, he said, Count off seven Sabbaths, seven times seven years, so that the seven Sabbaths amount to a period of 49 years. Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere, everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement, sound the trumpet throughout your land. You know why we can be so positive? You know why I can stand up here and declare jubilee? Because I'm going to tell you what. He said on the day of atonement, you can declare jubilee. And I got news for you. Jesus has paid the price. I don't have a trumpet, but I got a voice. You may not have a trumpet, but you got a voice. And you need to let your voice be your jubilee horn. He said, consecrate the 50th year. Proclaim liberty. What are you proclaiming? I don't know what we're going to do. That's not what he said to proclaim. See, when they were proclaiming liberty, you know, Ma and Pa were still in two different places. 
Talk about your social distancing. <laughs> Families were split up because, you know, the, the kids went over here to work and mom went over there to work and dad went over here to work. And I'm going to tell you, on the day, of, uh, you know, of Jubilee, they were still all separated. But when, when that blood was shed and that horn was sounded, I'm telling you what, it was time to go home. <laughs> he said, it shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan or family. Man, I'm telling you what, we got some folks that need to return. We're going to see a great returning, folks. A great returning. Not a great falling away. A great returning. He said, the 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow, do not reap what grows of itself of harvest or the untended vines, for it is a jubilee. It is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In this year of jubilee, listen to this, everyone is to return to their own possession. Hallelujah. So I want to share some things that I believe that God is speaking about the church and about the times and about our nation. Now, I don't claim to be a prophet, but that doesn't mean that we can't hear from the, from the Lord, does it? Amen. You know. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not claiming to be something, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what I've heard, that's what I'm going to speak. Amen. Listen, the time we're living in. Now, I'm, I'm going to kind of skip the rock today, and then we're going to unpack this as we go through this month. But Jubilee, and it's time for Jubilee, and Jubilee is a reset time. It's a reset time for the church, and I believe it's a reset time for the nations, and especially for our nation. It's a reset. You know, God, things got out of balance. In Israel, they got out of balance. You know, a lot of people had all the wealth. Some people had a lot of the land. Other people were in bondage and servitude. God knew, hey, it was going to happen that way because what? This world is not perfect. It's not a perfect world. You know, we're pressing for that. We're pressing for equality and, and justice and all that, and we should do that. But we also know it's not a perfect world. And God knew that, and so there needs to be a reset time. See, you can look at what's happening in a lot of different ways. See, I look at, everybody looks around at things that are being shaken, and a lot of people, you know, they see, oh, man, the end is near, the devil is working. I see God at work. And we'll talk about this uh, next week, but, you know, when things start, when God starts moving, things shake. It happened in the upper room. It happened when they went and prayed. Amen. It happened when Paul and Silas were praying in jail. I mean, when God was moving, things started shaking. And the shaking is to get things to fall off. The shaking is to bring a divine order and a reshaping of things. Amen. The word reset means to set, adjust, or fix in a new or different way. Wow. God is moving in the midst of the, all this stuff. I'm not saying God sent the virus. By no means. But I want to tell you what, in the midst of all that's happening, I'm going to tell you what, it didn't take God by surprise. I might not have seen what was coming. You might not have, but I'm telling you, God didn't, wasn't taken by surprise. And you know the Scriptures, we know this, that what the devil means for our evil for, to hurt us, God will turn around and use it for our good. So it's, you know, it's a reset time, and we're going to look at this in more detail. That, that, that the shaking that's going on, God's going to use that. 
He's going to use that for people to seek Him, for people to cry out to Him. And as we cry out to Him, we're going to see the glory of the Lord come to His people, the glory of the Lord come to the, the nations. It's going to be a reset time, a time where as a shift into divine order. Hallelujah. Now here's the thing. You know, a lot of people, and even in the church, a lot of people, they can't wait to get back. I understand the sentiment. But it's not that we're going to get back. It's that we're going to move forward. I don't want to get back to normal. I want to move forward to God's new normal. Amen. Because His new normal, the new wine, will be better. Amen. I want to be intoxicated with the new wine of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Absolutely. Look in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 18. We're talking about adjusting. God's, God's got some adjusting going on. I'm telling you what, He's dealing with this church. He's dealing with the hearts of people. Man, I'm telling you, I mean, in my prayer time, my time with the Lord, I mean, God's, God's doing some things in me, but He's doing some things in the church. He wants to do some things. And we need, no, I mean, anybody arrived yet? If you have, then you're excluded from this. You know, he told Jeremiah here in 18, verse 1, to go down to the potter's house. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 3, he said, in verse 2, he said, and, I, and I'm going to give you a, my message. And he went down to the potter's house. I saw him working at the wheel, but the pot he was shaping from, from the clay was marred in his hand, so the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. Now listen, there have been people... In the church, you've been marred, you've been hurt, you've been wounded, you've been discouraged, you've been disillusioned. Some people have even given up. You, while you're on the, the wheel being shaped, you're marred. But God says during this jubilee time, there's going to be a reshaping of you. He's going to make something that you never dreamed of. He's going to make something out of your life that's beautiful and wonderful and powerful. All that heartache and all that stuff that's going to be behind you and under the blood, He's going to make something new, something fresh. Amen. He said, the word of the Lord came to me and said, Can I not do with you, Israel? Are you passion church, we could put here, as this potter does, declared the Lord, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand. And no matter what your disappointment, no matter what your, your problems have been, no matter what your woundedness has been, if we will allow the Holy Spirit of God to shape us and mold us, if we will seek His face, if we will spend time with Him, He will make something beautiful. He will bring, you know, glory out of the ashes of our life. Absolutely. This is what He's going to do in the church. See, the devil wants you to believe, yeah, the, the best days are behind you. The best days of the church are gone. Remember back when? Remember back when? Remember back when? God says, I don't want you to remember back when. He said, I want you to think about what's going to happen then, after the reset takes place. Amen? Well, we'll talk about that more. We'll unpack that as time goes by. But it's a reset time. Don't listen to the doom and gloomers. God, God's going to rise upon you with His glory. It's going to be a reset time for your life, for your family, for the church, for this nation. You know, listen, 
I, I don't, you don't have to be, you know, be a genius to look at this nation and see what's wrong. But you know, I get tired of hearing all I ever hear about is what is wrong. There's a place for that. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm going to tell you what. If, if this nation falls, who's going to take the gospel? Who's going to fund the gospel? Who's going to do that? Who's going to send the mission? Who's going to do that? We are the nation that's doing that. We're feeding nations. We're helping nations. We're rebuilding nations. We're, and more importantly, we're taking the gospel to the nations. So if this nation goes under, who's God got left? China going to do it? Russia going to do it? Who's going to do it? There are places where God's moving, yes, but they don't have the resources to do it. A shift in divine order. We'll, we'll talk about that more. Jubilee is a new beginning. It means a new beginning for the church and the nation. Turn over to Exodus chapter 3. You remember, everybody knows the story of Moses, right? You remember, there came a day when Moses realized his true calling, his true identity, didn't he? He realized, hey, you know what? I'm not a son of Pharaoh. I'm not a son of Egypt. I'm a, I'm a son of Israel. I'm a covenant man. He, he discovered his identity, and he, he knew that God's hand was on him to deliver his people. And he rose up and tried to do it. <laughs> Fell on his face, didn't he? And so, you know, and, and of all things, you know, God sent him 40 years in the backside. Boy, surely over for Moses. I mean, man, I'm telling you, Moses, he had his chance. He got up and he struck out. That's it for Moses. Too bad for Moses. Poor old Moses. And you know, maybe the enemy is saying that to you about your life. Or maybe he's saying that to you about the church. Oh, it's too late. It's too far. We too, they're too far gone. I mean, where's it? The church has left its power, its, its position, its place. They messed it all up. Doesn't matter. God's got a reset button. God's got a new beginning. And so here, after 40 years, here's Moses. He's out doing what he has done for 40 years. That is, he is taking care of a herd, a small herd of sheep. How the mighty come down. Verse 1, Moses was tending the flock of his father Jethro. He didn't even own the flock. <laughs> it belonged to his father-in-law. Isn't that a great promotion, working for your father-in-law for 40 years? How would you like to do that? Don't answer. It said, He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness, came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, you know what? I will turn aside and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here am I. Listen, church, it's time to turn aside and hear the voice of God. Change is coming. But here's the thing. If you don't hear the word of the Lord, you're going to have a difficult time changing. I mean, I can stand up here all day long and say, you know, it's time to change. It's time to change. Well, whoop de doo that's a man saying it. It's still going to be hard for you to change. You've got to hear for God. You've got to turn aside to your own bush. 
you got to hear the voice of the Lord for you. When you hear the voice of the Lord say it's time to do a certain thing and I hear it, then we can move together. That was the whole problem Moses had, wasn't it? He heard and knew clearly what God wanted to do, but the problem was he had a two million congregation that hadn't heard the word of the Lord. If you've ever pastored, even for a little while, you know what that's like. I sure am glad I'm not there. Hallelujah. Change is always easier if you hear the voice of God. So what is the time? We're talking about the time. It's time for Jubilee. But listen, we've got to hear the voice of the Lord. What is God saying? Is God saying, okay, we're going to go back? To the way things were, the way yeah, no, God's always moving forward. Didn't the apostle Paul himself teach us that principle? He said, forgetting those things which are behind, that's not only the, the bad things, but also the things of a, of a season where we can look back. We can all look back at our season. If you've been a Christian very long, you can look back at the seasons in your life, and there are times when you look back and you, you think about it fondly, and that's good. Isn't that right? I remember when I got saved. I remember when I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I remember the first time I went to the mission field. I mean, man, bless God, you know. All of that was good. But you know what? God's got something new. God's got something fresh. But if you don't turn aside, hear me well, if you don't turn aside for yourself, you're going to be very reluctant to move forward. You're going to be dragging your feet. Look in Isaiah. Let's look in Isaiah uh, 43. Let's see what God says over here in Isaiah 43. Let me get over there. Listen to this. Verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, see, that's the key word right there before I move. See, it, it, you ever thought about it? Isn't it amazing that the children of Israel... God brought them out of Egypt supernaturally. And listen, the whole time they were in the wilderness, there was a cloud of God's glory presence by day and the fire of God by night. But they couldn't see anything but the rocks and the scorpions. See, I'm doing a new thing. That's what he was trying to get across to them. I'm doing a new thing, but God, we're in this wilderness. Now it springs up. Here we go. Do you not perceive it? Listen, if all you do is listen to the news and on the Internet and all that kind of thing, I'm going to tell you what, the only thing you're going to perceive is, oh, my God, what are we going to do? He said, listen to this, I'm making a way in the, and streams in the wasteland. Where is he going to make a way? In the, when everything looks bad, when everything looks like it's going down. He said, I'm going to make a way. In the wilderness. You know, wilderness, you know, one of the things about it, it's a type of testing and proving. You know, the Israelites were there 40 years. Jesus was 40 days in the wilderness, and he came out in the power of the Spirit. Be good for you to compare how 
Jesus approached it and how the Israelites approached it, the Israelites fell in the wilderness. Jesus came out in the power of the Spirit. I believe those that will hear what the Lord is saying, they will come out of this wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And others will fall because all they can see is the rocks and the scorpions and what is bad. Amen. Change is always easier if we hear. Now, we'll unpack this more. We're just skipping the rock on it today. It's a, but Jubilee is a time of new beginning. Jubilee is also a time of supernatural blessing upon the church and upon this nation. Oh, I know, boy, everybody says, oh, man, it's, it's going down the tubes. I don't know what we're going to do. What are we going to do? Look at the stock market. Well, where does the Bible say look at the stock market? To determine what's going to happen next. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll hit the headlines. I, I try to keep up, but I'm telling you what, I don't spend all my time you know, getting down into details about what this one says and that one says and this one says and that one's predicting. Blah, blah. I'm, I'm got, I ain't got enough time for that. I've got to listen to what God's saying. I want to know what God's saying about it. And He said it's Jubilee, and it's a time of supernatural blessing, a financial shift. In Exodus 12, as they got ready to depart, Verse 35, the Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people. I'm telling you what, God is still in the favorably disposed business. And He can cause the wealth of the wicked to come in. Do you know there's just as much wealth here now as there was in February when this started? The gold hadn't evaporated anywhere. The silver hadn't evaporated anywhere. The oil wells haven't gone anywhere. You know, it's just as much acreage here as it was before. They don't let the enemy... See, you listen to the wrong people, you'll get the idea, oh, there's lack. Oh, we're not going to have enough. That we, it's, you know, what are we going to do? made them favorably disposed toward the people, and they gave them what they asked for. It says, so they plundered the Egyptians. Did you know there are more billionaires in the world now than there was, ever has been? And I mean, millionaires are almost commonplace now. You tell me there's not some wealth in here that God can bring to His church to fulfill His plan and His purpose? Absolutely there is. Don't you get a lack mentality in this time. Don't you dare do that. I'm telling you what, the silver is still here. The gold is still here. The cattle is still here. The land is still here. Hallelujah. Am I telling the truth, Brother Bruce? <laughs> it ain't gone anywhere. Nobody's taking it to the moon or Mars. It's still right here. And God will deliver it into whoever hands He wishes to. And if we will position ourselves and be ready. But see, if you've got this old lack mentality, well, you know, my cousins, cousins, uncles, brothers, nephews, they lost their job. Well, we, we don't like for anybody to lose their job. But I want to tell you what, God can still supply your need. God can recover you back and get you a better job, but not if you've got the wrong attitude. Now, here's the thing, church. We know this. Whatever you focus on long enough is going to get in your heart and in your mouth. 
You focus on all this negativity and that's all you focus on, focus on, focus on. It won't be long. You're going to be talking it. And you're going to be having it. That's the law of the kingdom. I'm sorry. I can't do anything about it. I can't pray you out of it. There's not enough of anointing to violate what God's already said. <laughs> he said, if you believe in your heart and speak it with your mouth, you're going to get it. I can't, I, I can't fast long enough to overcome that. You can't get Brother Bruce and the prayer team to pray enough to overcome that. Because it's God's truth. Just all right. Supernatural blessing. Amen. A transfer of wealth. That's what they said. They plundered them. They, they, they took, I mean, one, one, I think it's the message said, he said it, it, said it, it stripped them bare. I mean, they, they went down, loaded down. You know, you read one place, it says they went out and there was not one feeble, among them, uh, feeble person among them. Listen to this. When they went out of their bondage, when God broke this, they were, everyone was healed and everyone was wealthy. I'd sure rather have that than be sick and broke. You can have either one. Well, I just don't know. I just well, that's your problem. You can though. Amen. Yeah, take some time and stop doing whatever you've been doing and start getting and listening to God. Get into the Word. Amen. So there's a financial shift that's coming, and we're going to talk about that some more too. And then the last thing I just want to mention as as we're introducing the same today, Jubilee is a time of recovery for the church and nation, a realignment. You were there in, in Jeremiah 18. Let's, let's turn back there a minute. I want to, after that portion about the potter's wheel, he starts talking about nations. Now listen to this. Verse 7. If in any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed. Now, you hear some doom and gloomers. They're saying that about our nation. Boy, I'm telling you, judgment's coming on America. Boy, I'm telling you, all the junk that's going on here, all the garbage that's going on here, everything that's going I mean, judgment's coming. And if that nation I warn repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. See, the devil's plan was to bring destruction on this nation, which is a lighthouse of the gospel. Imperfect, Yes. I don't know of a perfect nation. If you don't know of one, go move there. Well, no, you better stay here because since you're not perfect, you'd mess it up. There is no perfect nation. You know, remember that, what your mama used to tell you, your grandmama, the grass is always, till you get there. <laughs> then you find out that they got some weeds in their grass too. Come on. Maybe a different set of weeds than we got, but they got them in there. So here's the thing. You know, so here's the thing. What are we going to do? This nation is the hope under God of the world because we're taking the light of the gospel. And God says, you know, He says, if, if a nation will repent, He said, I'm going to relent even from the judgment I thought to bring on. This is why it's so critical for the church to be praying and crying out to God because I'm telling you, when we do that, God is going to relent. 
And instead of judgment, He's going to bring blessing. That's exactly what Abraham was endeavoring to do, wasn't it? When he interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah, he was doing his best what, to, to forego judgment and bring blessing. If he could just, if, listen, if there'd have been just 10 more people that was hooking up with Abraham, 10 more people, if he could have just found 10 people in those two cities, in that region, that hooked up with Abraham, praying to God, I'm telling you what, judgment wouldn't have come on Sodom and Gomorrah. If God can find some people here in America in the church that will, that will recognize the times but also understand God, His character, and His kingdom, and how He works, and what he, he truly wants. God is not some angry God up there ready to throw lightning bolts down on you. You're confusing Him with Zeus, the mythological God on Mount Olympus. Don't get it mixed up there. <laughs> he, says, he says, I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I intended to do for it. There's going to come a realignment of nations in this jubilee time. As we come out of this thing, there's going to be a realignment. And all of a sudden, allies that you didn't think were going to be joined together, all of a sudden, God's been, it's going to be seen that God was moving. Listen, do you know that God's moving in some, some, what we would call some unusual places, like Iran, Iraq, Pakistan? He said, well, I ain't heard nothing about it. Well, you're listening to the wrong people. <laughs> you, you, think, you think ABC or... Any of those, I'm not just picking on ABC, pick any of the, the news outlets. You think they're going to be talking about what God's doing? Most of them don't even believe in God, let alone tell about what God's doing. Listen, remember when Jesus said this? They tempted him, you know, should he pay taxes? Remember that? And he said, you know, render to Caesar things that are Caesar and to God the things that are God. Listen, if you want to know what's going on in Caesar's world, turn on the news. But you're not going to find out what God's doing by listening to Caesar. And he said, and render to God the th things that are God's. So I want to get in on God's channel. That's where I want to tune in at. I want to hear what he's saying. I want to turn into the Good News Network. <laughs> Amen. And hear what he's saying. And there's going to be a realignment of nations. And we're going to, I really believe this, you're going to be amazed hearing the reports that are coming out. And I believe one of the things that's going to happen, it's going to make us jealous over here in the church. Well, what is God doing those miracles? You know, I can't tell you how many times through the years. Because, you know, I started out as a missionary, and pe I'd hear people all the time, and people still say it. I've heard Brother Sumrall and others that, that, that were great men of God that worked all around the world, and they, they've had the same question asked them. Why don't God do here what He's doing over there? Because He ain't got to work with here what He's got to work with over there. God needs some faith to work with. And if nobody is believing anything, then how can God do something? 
You remember the lady with the issue of blood that came up to Jesus? If you read that very carefully, you know there was a huge, huge crowd, thousands of people. They were touching him and bumping into him. And Why didn't they just get healed? I mean, I mean, they were right there. Jesus in the flesh. He was right there. He was anointed. He had the Spirit without measure. Surely, I mean, you know, if I get within two feet, I'm going, boy, I'm bound to get something. They didn't get a thing because they didn't have any faith. It wasn't that Jesus wanted to heal that woman and didn't want to heal anybody else. He wanted to heal them all. There's going to be a realignment, amen, of the nations and also in the church. Turn to 1 Samuel. Man, i got to start winding down here. 1 Samuel 30. That's all right. This is just the introduction. We'll get this unpacked as we go along. This is a pretty good introduction, though, isn't it? Listen, I, I'm sure, this, you know, this is what I'm hearing. Now, if you're hearing doom and gloom, you, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you go with what you believe you're hearing. But this, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying this is an infallible word from the Lord? No, but I, I believe it, it's what God's saying. I truly do. 1 Samuel 30. Now, you remember the story here. David's out doing the will of the Lord, fighting the enemies of Israel, you know, taking back land that, you know, all the ites and bites had taken under Saul's reign. I mean, he's out doing the will of God. And he comes back home, and it ain't good news. All his family has been taken captive. All his goods have been taken. And not only that, but everybody that was believed in and followed David, theirs was taken too. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> so that's the background. Okay? Now, you know, a lot of the people I, I know in the church, they would, you know, it says that David and them sat down and said they, they, they mourned and cried till, I mean, they, they had no tears left. That's a lot of crying. Here's the thing. Yeah, David cried. It's okay to cry. But after you finish crying, you need to do something. That ain't all he did. He didn't just stay there and stay in a pity party. It says, he's, verse 7, he said, David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So he brought it to him. David inquired of the Lord. What did he do? What are you doing? Well, I tell you, I got laid off from my job at this time. Well, there might be a time for that, but I'm telling you, you need to do something more than that. You need to inquire of the Lord. You need to, you need to get along. I mean, this is, everybody's talking about, oh, got all this time with me, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I can tell you what you can do with some of it. Inquire of the Lord. Find out what God's saying. Find out what God's doing. I don't want to be in agreement with Egypt. I want to be in agreement with heaven. Let Egypt's prophets prophesy, but let's hear the word of the Lord. <clears throat> he, he said, <laughs> inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Now notice, and I believe this is what God is saying about recovery. He said, pursue them. You will overtake them and succeed in the rescue. 
So we will pursue, overtake, and recover all. Hallelujah. Of course, if you go and read the story, you know it happened just like he said. And he not only got back what, what you know, they had taken from him, but they took back everything that the enemy had already taken from other people. So he ended up with more than he had to begin with. But it didn't happen just because he sat down there and cried and said, Oh, God, I, I've tried to serve you. I've tried to do the right thing. God, I, I. No, it's time to pursue. Pursue your dream. Pursue that family member. Pursue the healing in your body. It's time to pursue. It's time to overtake it. God wants you to overtake it. He wants healing to overtake sickness. He wants wealth to overtake poverty. He wants a, a forgiveness to overtake woundedness and bitterness. There's a lot of things that God is wanting us to pursue. But see, in the midst of all this, boy, I tell you what, this is not the time to pursue. Well, I'm going to tell you what. The time that David was in, it, I mean, he was stripped of everything. God said, pursue. What? <laughs> I mean, when it looked the darkest for David, God said, pursue. When it looked impossible, God said, pursue. And then he said, overtake them. Overtake them. Listen, you need to pray until you can overtake. You need to start believing until you overtake. You need to, you need to, 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 to pursue God. Listen, until you overtake, until faith overtakes doubt. Until love overtakes fear. Until hope overtakes hopelessness. You overtake them. <laughs> and he said this. He said, you will surely recover all. Boy, I want all, don't you? I want all that God has promised me. I want all that God has spoken to me. Has God spoken to you about some things? I know he has. Man, I'm telling you, I keep, I, I got a folder on my computer, man, of words that God has spoken to me from 40 years ago. I keep up with it. I remind God, hey, you know what? But I'm telling you what, this is not the time of doom and gloom. This is not the time when we're going under. We're going over. We're going to overtake. We're going to recover everything. You're going to recover your family. You're going to recover your dream. You're going to recover your call. I'm trying. This, like I said, we're going to unpack all these points this month as we go along. But this is what Jubilee is about. And I believe it's time for Jubilee, Passion Church. I believe it's for us and for the church at large and for this nation. It's, it's time for Jubilee. So let me, let me just, a couple of things here as we close out here. What are your expectations in the year ahead? Well, I heard them say that things is going to get worse, Pastor. I heard them say that, that we're probably going to lose so, that's so much value going to be lost on Wall Street. I mean, you know, everybody's savings is going to be wiped out. I mean, I, what is your expectation? Is it jubilee or is it doom and gloom? Are you listening to the prophets of Egypt or are you listening to the voice of the Lord? You turn aside and hear the voice of the Lord. What are you expecting in this next year? And then secondly, 
I would encourage you, take time to turn aside and wait upon the Lord. He said, if you'll do that, at the minimum, you'll gain you strength. You'll mount up like wings of eagles. You'll be able to run and not get weary and walk and not faint. I mean, if nothing else, that's something, isn't it? But you will hear God's Word concerning your life. I believe you're going to hear God say, you know, pursue, overtake, and recover all. I believe that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Glory to God. Father, I'm so glad, Lord, that, that we are, are, are not subject to the whims of the God of this world. We do not have to knuckle under to the prophets of doom and gloom, to the prophets of Egypt. <clears throat> Father, when Moses stood up and declared your word, the prophets of Egypt, they stood up to oppose God. Pharaoh finally had to say, Moses, your God is God. And I say, Passion Church, that your God is God. Jesus is Lord. Your God is in control. Your God is at work. As long as you will look not at the things which are seen, but you will look at the things which are not seen, the spirit of faith will arise within you. And you will be able to pursue and to overtake and to recover all. It's jubilee. It's jubilee. It's jubilee. And Jesus is your jubilee. Father, we believe it and we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.